Hello and welcome back to another episode of the It's a Crime O'Clock Somewhere podcast. This is episode 102. Today, I'll be talking about a murder that occurred in the UK. My sources for today's episode are an episode of Meet Mary Murder, Season 1, Episode 13, bristolpost.uk.co.uk, metro.co.uk, scotsman.com, and theeyeofthemedia.com. As usual, all of my sources will be linked in today's show notes. Two young children are expected home from school, but their parents are nowhere to be seen. And there's an ominous note at the bottom of the stairs. No more suffering. I got pushed too far this time. Daddy loves you. What greeted police as they enter the house will shock friends and family. For Kelly's family, this attack came completely out of the blue. Wargan went from being a picture-perfect son-in-law to their daughter's murderer. Formerly known as Kelly Holder, met George Wargan in May 2011. Almost exactly a year later, they got married and discovered that Kelly was pregnant. Because Kelly's wedding dress didn't fit, which is how she found out. George was a bus driver and Kelly had gotten on his bus. He was a new driver, so Kelly showed him the route. At the time, Kelly had been living at home with her mom, dad, and sister Hannah. Kelly kept her new relationship a secret from her family, but Kelly would stay up all night on the phone so her family could hear her phone conversations. Kelly had been telling her family that she was babysitting for a friend, but she was really going out and meeting George. Kelly eventually brought him over to meet the family. He was described as quiet and shy, but his co-workers described him as the nicest person they had ever met. Kelly's dad, Paul, said they treated him like a son. Kelly was friendly and would have helped anyone in need. She was also bubbly and very happy. George and Kelly started their relationship really quickly. It's believed that George had wanted to be in a relationship for stability. They didn't really know much about each other, but George and Kelly got married on May 16, 2012. Kelly had talked with friends before the wedding about not going through with it. Hannah had found out about that later. Hannah believes that everything was booked, which is why Kelly went through with the wedding. Kelly's family described it as a beautiful service, and Kelly's dad even shook George's hand after. Support for the It's a Crime O'Clock Somewhere podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join ever... Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off plus free worldwide shipping with the code CRIMEOCLOCK at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 14 million balls. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived and oh man, it is a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawn Mower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to Hold Your Goodies. First off, the Lawn Mower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawn Mower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight you need a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes this Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. 
The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. My husband loves the boxers, and I have ended up stealing the travel bag to use for extra storage. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code CRIMEOCLOCK. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CRIMEOCLOCK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code CRIMEOCLOCK. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. After getting married, Kelly and George started to live in Avonmouth. The area was known for newlyweds starting their lives together. The community also had good schools. Kelly and George eventually had two children, a girl and a boy. They seemed to be happy and were posting on social media, especially Facebook. Kelly was a devoted mom and the couple seemed very family-oriented. Kelly had made a lot of new friends in her community and Kelly helped look after her friends' children while they were at work. Kelly and George eventually hit a rough patch, but they continued to post on social media of outings and vacations, and Kelly would always post a loving caption with the photos. Kelly found herself at home a lot, and she felt like she became a single parent and was struggling. Hannah would visit to try to help Kelly out, and Kelly wouldn't talk to her family about it. Hannah started to have serious concerns about George and what, about what kind of father he was. But when he comes home, he, he wasn't like a dad where he wouldn't interact with the children very much. He didn't want to do anything. He just sat in a chair like, oh, you just go and play somewhere else. I don't want you. George were struggling to make ends meet. They were in a lot of debt. George was withdrawing the more they struggled. They were overspending to paint a picture of a perfect life. Image was important to George. He was a bus driver but drove a BMW. George wanted his family to do things his way. He tried to get Kelly to move away from her family and isolate her and the kids, but Kelly didn't want that. According to Hannah, Kelly had a few accidents and mishaps where she ended up in the hospital. Hannah now believes that maybe George had gotten physical with her. Kelly's relationship with George's family was toxic because they didn't get along, and again, Kelly wouldn't talk to her family about it. George knew that the relationship was slipping away from him. Kelly threatened to leave him. When Kelly, Kelly and George fought, the kids would lock themselves in the bedroom. Kelly told several friends that she wanted to leave George. On November 28, 2018, Kelly's family was notified that Kelly had passed away. Earlier in the day, the children were taken to school, so it was a normal day. Kelly's son had a speech at school, so she attended an assembly. Kelly and George had also been out shopping together. When they returned home, they had an argument, and George killed Kelly. Kelly's mom had tried to contact her. Kelly and her mom had always stayed in contact, so when her mom didn't hear anything from her, she became concerned. Kelly's family contacted the landlord to do a welfare check, and the police were contacted around 7 p.m. They arrived and found Kelly's body in the living room. Kelly's family was notified that George had killed her. George had, George had used a ligature to strangle Kelly. There was evidence that she had fought back, but he overpowered her. George would have had many opportunities to stop killing her, but he didn't. Kelly's body was found in the living room of their home. 
George was not at the scene when the police arrived. He hadn't been heard from in hours. At the bottom of the stairs, the police found a note written by George. He wrote that he had been pushed too far and that there would be no more suffering. George had tried to justify what he had done and blamed Kelly for his issues. On the note, George had written, Daddy loves you, so the note was obviously intended for his kids to find. After the murder, George packed a large knife, Kelly's bank card, phone, and some clothes. He drove away in their BMW. The roads in the UK are surveilled and have an automated license plate reader. George was eventually found in Cumbria, about 300 miles away. It became a police chase because he refused to stop. The police were able to get ahead of George and used a stinger, which is a piece of metal with spikes used to get into the path of the vehicle, used to deflate the tires. The car came to a stop once the tires were deflated. George had taken a large quantity of antidepressants, so his eyes were barely open. He was arrested, but refused to talk. He was formally charged on November 30th, 2018 with dangerous driving and eventually charged with murder. Kelly's family just wanted to know why George did it, but he refused to speak. George tried to get his charge reduced to manslaughter due to mental health issues, but it didn't work. George eventually pled guilty to murder. Kelly's family was relieved but still didn't know why he did it. In May 2019, George was sentenced to life with the possibility of parole after 12 and a half years, which is kind of bullshit, to be honest. But the UK has different sentencing than the US does. Why did he do it? Why did he destroy a life? My life, my family was torn apart from it. So we just want to know why. Why would you do something so awful when you could just walk away and get a divorce? Just a surreal experience. Like I'm still waiting for her to come home. And I don't know if there will be a time where that feeling will go. I think it's like a nightmare waiting to end, I guess. It was clear that George and Kelly's romance was very fast-paced. Kelly hadn't known that George was controlling and manipulative. It's true that we don't know everything going on behind closed doors. Kelly painted the picture that everything was perfect. She did nothing wrong but love her family. George claims that he just snapped, and maybe that's true, but he took two parents away from their young children. I'd love to know what you think about this case. My book recommendation for this week is Where the Dead Sleep by Joshua Mulling. Summary. A small town's dark secrets turn deadly. When an early morning call brings Deputy Ben Packer to the scene of a home invasion, he finds Bill Sanderson shot in his bed. Bill was a well-liked local who chased easy money his whole life, leaving bad debts and broken hearts in his wake. Everyone Packard talks to has a story about Bill, but no one has a clear motive for wanting him dead. The business partner, the ex-wife, the current wife, the high-stakes poker buddies, any of them or none of them could be guilty. With a mile-long list of suspects but no clear motive, Packard digs into the investigation to find himself center stage and a half-step behind in a town where no one ever left. There's a hidden history to Sandy Lake that Packard, ever the outsider, can't see. Here, bad blood and old secrets run deep. He'll have to solve a high-profile murder and, as a gay man, offer up his private life for public scrutiny in a county election to keep his job. An attempt on Packard's life means he's getting uncomfortably close to the dangerous legacy of the quiet Minnesota town, and someone will do anything to keep it hidden. I enjoyed this book a lot. It's a psychological thriller and mystery, but it also has different aspects to it. The lead detective is a likable character. He's not only struggling with his own reputation and identity, but also with learning who the victim was and who he was connected to. With a lot of suspects, this book kept me guessing until the end. I give it a 9 out of 10. 
Thank you again to Manscaped for sponsoring today's episode. Reminder, for 20% off plus free shipping, please use the code CRIMEOCLOCK. Please subscribe to my blog, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, email me at itscrimeoclocksummer at gmail.com, buy me a coffee, and please leave me a five-star rating and review. I'll be back next week with an all-new case and book recommendation, and remember, it's Crime O'Clock Somewhere.